Be like, click yeah. here to enter. Warning. Or right. like cat lovers only, click right. here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. <laughs> Let's say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a Yeti, man. That's just not going to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. No. 12? No, episode 10 and, 10 and 11. 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Um, I mean, uh, let me just say this. I, I, like, I, I, I can mean, see I, now why there are mixed reviews on season two and probably why season three wasn't made immediately. Because yeah, essentially, I mean, like, there's, this is over. all, I mean, it's over, the and, a whole new, over. and a whole new thing has started, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can it, definitely see why there was people who were like, this is going in a different direction than I want. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say based just on these first two episodes, I mean, it's the start of a new a new mystery. Although I'm not entirely sure exactly if I'm interested in this. Mur- I mean, you go from a murder mystery right. to like a bunch of like administrative type mysteries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the mystery of like, uh, you know, the IG with Cooper, uh, Inspector General Cooper. Um, and then you've got like, why is Nadine, which no one seems to care about really, but like, right. like why does she have super strength and why is she, it's like, uh, there's a bunch of like other stuff that's going Leo, on. You know, Leo is, not, is coming to yeah. it. So there's like these little things. It's soap but opera now. It is it's soap, a soap opera. opera now. And that's exactly right. Yeah. Like before it was a, Listen, before it was a soap opera, we knew that season one was definitely. But there was this kind of tone, this creepy. And that's there was this this like suspenseful kind of like um, uh, not super. What's the word I'm looking for? I superstition's fine. Like um, I think you're, but like uh, just like. There was a there was a creepy vibe to the whole thing. There's like this sup, uh, supernatural type stuff. Supernatural going on. was the word I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. supernatural stuff going on, which is still kind of happening here. But yeah, at this point, they basically like, hey, listen, I'm done with this. I'm going to go fish. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. was like, and that's, that's it. Yeah, and like that's what I can't understand because like Bob is clearly still out there. Like everybody knows Bob is out there. But no, that's and that's the thing though, dude. Like I don't think everybody does think that Bob is still out there. It for, uh, hmm. and maybe they did, but from like this episode, I mean, why isn't Cooper more like, hey, listen, I gotta stick around. Bob's gonna be out here. I gotta find him. I'm close. Yeah. Instead, he's like, well, that's it. I'm I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else. Just basically yeah. waiting. For maybe Bob to strike again in a different form, which is exactly exactly what, what he was, last time, yeah, right? and which he was warned against. So, so I find it really like hard to believe that everybody's like, oh well. Now, okay, some people didn't even believe that Bob was a thing, right? Some people, again, yeah. like were like, like Harry's Harry. probably not. Harry sure, doesn't yeah. know what to believe, right? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know yeah, what yeah. to believe. Guardian angels, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them were more on the scientific, like what it, you know, it's, it's mankind, right. You know, like the evils right, right, of right. mankind. Right. 
Um, so it's it's hard for it. Yes, I can see how some are just like, well, moving on, right? But for Cooper, yeah. especially, I I'm finding it hard to believe where he's just like totally I'm gonna agree. leave. Totally agree. Totally agree. Especially <laughs> since we find out a little bit more about Pittsburgh, which is like kind of really interesting. Like I love that line. He goes, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it right in front of me, but like he's he's basically like, you know, I, there because Audrey comes in, like he's leaving, right? Well, he's that's the whole thing. Up, and yeah, Audrey yeah, comes in yeah. and she's like, well, I guess this is goodbye or whatever. Like, and she's kind of hoping maybe to go with him or whatever, but like he's definitely like, no. And it's not, and it, it's not so much that he's thought, like, what were you going to say? So what I was going to say is like what I really thought was strange is like she she's she does this thing where it's like, oh, you know, uh, you save my, my life yeah. and then break my heart. And then and it's like and Cooper. But the thing is that Cooper's like the reason why Cooper is giving that he cannot get involved with Audrey is it's like, hey, I one time got, you were part of the investigation. And by the way, I got involved with somebody who was part of the investigation last time and it worked out very poorly. You know, my focus was gone. She got killed. My partner went insane. Insane, and I got hurt very badly. I mean, I love yeah, that. Yeah, and, like, and he the got steps like, of like, right. yeah, I was supposed to protect her. My focus was yeah. gone, and yeah. um, she died. I was badly injured, and my partner went insane. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's not a good combination of events no. that happened. But but what's interesting, it's like. It's not, but what Cooper doesn't say is like, "Hey, man, you're like a teenager, and like this would he, be an inappropriate relationship." He and that's what happens. He does sort of because Audrey puts that out. He's like, "I know." She, Audrey is like, "Listen, I know I'm a teenager, right? And that's why you're not going yeah. out with me, right?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, actually, it's that's not the real reason. The real reason is like yeah. part of the case." Which again, <laughs> like, there's so much, there's so much involvement with teenagers and older people. There is. It, the old old guy, not the mayor, but his brother, is marrying yeah. a teenager. Yeah. Like, I, the, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, I don't know if she's a teenager. She's, Was no, she a teenager? Yes, he said he's okay. she's a teen, and he's in his he's one hundred and ten or whatever is what they said. Yeah, the he's pretty old. Yeah. And now, of course, the teens. You have eighteen and nineteen. Those are two teens, right? Yeah. That are yeah, 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 yeah. available to you, but yeah. again. There is these well, relationships between young women and older men, and not and, old. And frankly, the young or the the older women in here are seen as conniving and evil, or like you know, crazy. crazy. Like, yes, like crazy. Yeah, Nadine. I mean, Nadine is going back to school. Like she's an older person. And like, what's really weird is like everyone's like, okay, we're cool with this. I mean, there's this one part with Dr. Jacoby is like. You know, they're with Ed and they're talking to the principal and they're like, yeah, this is what we need to do for some reason. Like, this right. is going to be the best way to work this out. And it's like, I don't think anybody would ever say that this is the right way to do this and handle this. Well, listen, um, I'm, but, I, I am not Dr. Jacoby, right? So I am not sure of the ins and outs of the her case, but certainly yeah. I think letting her continue this fantasy is and and hopefully she'll come to realize or i don't know what they're hoping will happen i don't know what they're hoping ease her out of it in some way maybe yeah but like definitely i I don't know well it's it's becoming more problematic because that's just that's just come out and face it like like she's falling for snake for uh for mike (laughs) She's like, basically like, like, they're yeah. like, but aren't you going out with Ed? And she's like, well, frankly, Ed's like 
kind of like my dad. Like he's he's yeah, acting he's lame, like my man. He just right. Yeah, he's he just wants to stay home inside. All the time. Right. Yeah. So she's going, listen, why can't I have two guys? Like, and yeah. and to be fair, that's you know that's fair. A young yeah, a young woman can, <laughs> you know, can, <laughs> but but certainly, um, I think like, I I think Snake's gonna have some some issues here. Yeah, there, there's two telling scenes that I thought were really interesting with Nadine. First of all, she tries out for cheerleading. Right. And, and nails uh, it. it. Totally nails it. Like every like that's the thing. Like everyone's cheering for her. Right. Like she does like this back backflip flip thing and like is going crazy. And uh people are, like cheering. Then like this dude comes up, she's like throws this guy yeah. through the air into the volleyball. In slow motion. I mean that's like I mean, like I mean like I mean he gets tossed. Yeah. This isn't just like the volleyball courts like just right next to the the cheerleading tryouts yeah. volleyball court is like across the field yeah and he is like thrown into the net thank goodness or he would have been badly injured i mean <laughs> i mean he should, he should probably be badly injured already i yeah. mean so i don't know i mean it's and then you've got this scene where she's now i think asked to be a, a wrestler Yes. Like she's asking well, I mean, on the wrestling she is, team. She is in the weight room, like pounding weights and to yeah. try to try to impress Snake or Mike, basically. Yeah. And yeah. Um, instead, he, she impresses the wrestling coach. What I think is really cool is that this is 1990. Right. And like it's pretty progressive. Like they don't care if she's a female or well, she's you, even old. Are we really going to talk? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, frankly, this is not the only quote unquote progressive thing that happens i think there's yeah. some there's some problems with going i'm not ta- i'm not talking about that yet i'm what okay. i'm talking about is that the weightlifting coach comes in sees uh, a female d- doing very well in a you know and being like super athletic and is like hey man i don't care that you're a female i want you on the wrestling team right you know what i mean that's that's pretty good and so i was kind of Im- I'm impressed with that and also, like, there's clearly some mental illness going on with Nadine. None of the kids seem They're to all mind. Welcoming. They're all totally. welcoming. I mean, it's pretty that it, progressive it, if you think about that's this. That's what I noticed, too. Everybody, like, listen, you got teenagers here, and, like, clearly Nadine is not a teenager. Um, yeah. But yet everybody's playing along. Everybody is being very kind, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's... So, yeah. It, it's it's the, uh, the thing, it's pretty good. The interesting thing I found I found this and I jotted it down just because I thought it was really interesting, specifically with the way it was shot, was when she was at the funeral. We start kind of off with the funeral, before yeah. the funeral, really, yeah. but like at the funeral, and um, we see Nadine and she's dressed in a funeral kind of garb, right, um, mm-hmm. with some really shiny shoes on, and she can, like, see her reflection, which I thought was going to, like, trigger something with her, um, but it didn't. But she yeah. sees her reflection in her shiny shoes, and, like, she was... Re- the shot was a low-angle shot. Yes, looking up at I, her. Yeah. I wrote the same thing down. Yeah. interesting. I don't... I'm not exactly, like, putting things together quite yet but she her she was very concerned about this idea that like her underwear could be shown seen through her like shiny shoes now i've never worn shiny shoes like that with like a kilt or dress or anything so i'm not sure if that's a concern of somebody who has 
shiny shoes and wears that. But like that was interesting to me that like out of yeah. everything that's happening, like she's real concerned about like her appearance and what people are like thinking about her. Well, isn't isn't that isn't that the teenage mentality? First of all, the shot is cool because it's like the shot is basically her reflection looking back at her. Yeah. Right. I mean, like that's a pretty I thought it was pretty cool. And they kept they did it a couple times. Like she'd look at their shoes. But like for me, the way I thought of this was like what like you've you're not used to wearing dresses. You're not used to getting dressed up in fancy clothes. What are your concerns? You know, right. like, hey, are people going to see my underwear or whatever? Like because you're just not used to it. You don't know any better. And that's something that a, somebody who is a youth would would be concerned about. They don't want to be embarrassed. It's you know, they're not concerned about what's going on in the park. Like. The weird thing about being an adult, and you know this because you work with kids all the time. The weird thing about being an adult when you're walking through a group of kids, they don't see you. Yeah. You are literally invisible. Right. Like kids just do not pay attention to adults. So I can see that Nadine, who is supposed to be this child, she doesn't see any of the adults in the room. She's not concerned that this is a funeral. She's concerned about like, hey, I'm wearing this stuff. I've never done this before. It's kind of new. Where, am I going to be embarrassed about this? Right. You know, is this going to be an embarrassing situation for me? Because that's what kids think about. Yeah. So that that's the where I saw her mentality. I mean, they take a lot of time. Like, I really am hoping that this does. And I think it's going to. I feel like this is going to turn into like a Nadine show. You know what I mean? Like, well, so far, this that's the most interesting thing that's happening, right? It I definitely mean, is the most interesting thing listen, that's happening. So we have like Cooper. And uh, we thought everything was well. Okay, there's another interesting that happens at the end with Cooper and and the um, major, right? I mean, that's interesting. But yeah, but yeah. we're starting off at least in this this episode um, where it, it, Cooper's basically being um, interrogated for his involvement when he was crossing the border, right? And there and, is and seems to be some so. and, and rightly so, right? We knew yeah. and. and Cooper's totally accepting of that. Now, yeah, there's a the yeah. little uh, twist on that because there's some cocaine involved. Um, yeah. That is, seems to be missing. Where we find out the Mountie... Uh, Mountie right, the Mo- Mountie is not who he seems portray- to be. portrays to be. Right. Yeah. Which I love that actor. That actor, um, I noticed him. He plays... He's in Willow. Um, oh, he's he the He's like the big knight. Uh, that Mad Mardigan like knew, but like Mad Mardigan's in the cage, right? Oh, yeah. And Willow comes up I, and he's like, I'm the best swordsman ever. And then the yeah. knight comes going through and kind of laughs at Mad Mardigan because he's in the thing. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, he's the, uh, uh, that guy, I recognize him instantly from that. But um, I knew he was bad news just to looking at him. I mean, just looking at that yeah. bounty, you knew yeah. he was bad news yeah. just from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In any case, there's there's that going on with him. But that's like purely like a like you said, like an administrative kind of like thing. Yeah, happening. That's, that's that's exactly right. I mean, it's so administrative. It's so like in-house. Right. It's so like not super interesting. Like, yeah, Cooper did a few things he wasn't supposed to do. And now we're going to listen to all the the paperwork that has to be done. Yeah. Um, like, we, yeah, I don't. No, and what's then, going on? And then we got like you know the um, the Andy and Lucy and Dick kind of thing going on, which is so lame. Kind of like, all right, oh, I get it, because they're all now. Andy figures out like, hey, if I am just like into this and pretend like I'm part of the family, mm-hmm. like that's actually working for me, right? So, 
Andy is putting some stuff. I mean, you, you wouldn't think that this would be coming from Andy, uh, but he's figured it out. Like, he knows what Lucy he likes. He knows Lucy, that's what's man. So, that, and that's what's so frustrating with the storyline, because you know that Lucy and Andy are good for each other they're the one like you can tell the way that they even look i mean there's this longing look that like right, lucy yeah. gives andy at one point yeah, yeah. i mean like you can tell that this that they want to be together and then you have this dick character right. who is really just obnoxious he's not interesting at all yeah. like i don't think he's interesting he's clearly a bad dude he's there only to poke and i don't think he's a, some sort of conflict yeah i don't think he's a bad dude but yeah definitely He's not a good dude. He's not. In, yeah, he's not interesting or like has he's in. He's very narcissistic. He's one say. note. He's yeah. one note. I mean, and you've def, you've spent. This is what's frustrating, and I can see where people now look. I'm still into Twin Peaks. So don't get me don't wrong. get me wrong. Either. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. But I can see where you've invested um, a bunch of time and effort into this storyline, into these characters, and for the most part, these characters in, in seasons. You know, in season one and the first half of season two are multidimensional. There's some layers to them, right? Even some, even like a character like Ben Horn, Jerry Horn. Like right. there's some interesting things to Jerry, even though he seems like he's one note. But like, OK, you get a backstory. You see him when he was a kid. Definitely. There's a thing with these two brothers that are that's interesting. The way he handles different things. Um, there's layers to him. Dick is one note, man. Yeah. He's one no, so I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what's gonna go on. I but I'm not interested in yeah. it, really. You know? Um you got Nadine, uh not Nadine, you got um Norma and Norma and figures that or she doesn't figure out that her mom's a critic, but her, her mom basically says I'm the critic, right? Which we knew. Right. It's not, it's Which we, yeah, we knew that deal. already. Yeah. Um yeah. But I mean, that's upsetting to her because it's literally like, listen, you gave my business a bad and not really. I mean, listen, I don't know if the food's good there or not. I've never eaten there. But like mm-hmm. she does say, like, listen, if you want like nice local like charm, mm-hmm. like that's pretty good. It's not a bad review. I didn't think it was a bad review. I mean, it wasn't like I'm sure it could have been glowing. Right. But the mom, the mom, the, interestingly enough, the mom is like, hey, man. I need to be true to the critic, yeah. you know, that I am. <laughs> like, like, I, I can't you know just be, play favors. That's fair. I'll give it, it to you. It is her. fair. It is fair. <laughs> but here would be my point. Maybe don't review the restaurant. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, There's maybe, a conflict of interest, yeah. clearly. You know? Well, a clearly a, confer- a, a conflict of interest. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, with this storyline, is going to be kind of bizarre. So you've got... Um, Hank and uh, what's his name Ernie Ernie right they go on a uh, hunting unquote, trip hunting trip yeah a, a hunting trip which is really just they're going to one-eyed Jack or Bla- uh, yeah one-eyed Jack's yeah. um, to meet with uh, Jean-Luc or Jean Rene or Renault whatever his name is Renault <laughs> whatever and so like so John you know Jean is there and it's like okay so now they've got a deal because Jean Jean John, what you know, the dude, the 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 guy, everybody knows who he is. So he's there, right? And it's like, okay, they've got a, they've got a, 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 I don't know, a plan. Yeah, I mean, well, basically, they say, listen, we're cash poor right now. We have we have some investments here, but like, we don't have the capital uh, on hand to really get us um, moving again. Um, And so we need. we need some help moving some product, uh, and and 
Which is what I don't understand because Ernie is supposed to be this like he's called the professor. He's great with numbers and like moving. But they're like, no, we don't want you. Even though we have that problem where we don't have a lot of like we we need to generate some income or whatever. We need you just right now to move some product. He's not the professor because he can move product. Right. I'm not so sure he's the professor at all. I mean, because Hank then goes like, are you making all this up? Like he's like. Yeah. What do you, what's your deal here? And Ernie's like, don't worry about it. But so I don't know if Ernie is who Ernie says he is. I mean, Ernie is, you know, this is a job interview, basically, you know, and I don't have Ernie's resume, but like, that's what he's telling us. They didn't check either. I mean, they just kind of like took it, took it on face value. And and we know that I don't think Ernie's doing so. I mean, he says he's going to Gamblers Anonymous, but I don't think he is. Right. We well, he, he might be on the well, Houston to be. Well, yes, to be fair, he was beating. Uh, he was betting. Um, but he does push back hard on that. He's like, listen, I am until finally. I mean, it's like you offer you go again and again and again. And of course, he's um, an addict. He's, he's going to break down at some point uh, this early in his recovery. So. So he broke down, which is well, not going to so be good. The- well, I think what the the real issue is the re- one of the reasons they're even doing this is yeah they're cash poor but they're really doing it to set up Cooper right right I mean like like Jean wants Cooper to go to jail yes and that's the whole pl- I think that's basically one of the driving plots of this second half of the season definitely um, and we'll see if it works I mean it's they found you know spoiler alert they did find the dog um, that uh, Denise had. The DA, the DEA agent, they found, you know, cocaine. And Denise at least is like, "Hey, I know it's not yours. I know you're being framed." Right. Why she thinks? I mean, I don't know. I guess well, they're friends. Well, they knew but each like, other. I mean, they work together. And clearly, yeah. if you you meet Cooper for two seconds and you know he's by the book, yeah. and as Harry says, he's the best lawman around. Right? He's the best lawman he's ever right, seen. Right. Which also makes the per- which also is the perfect criminal. I mean, like well, you know what fair. I mean? Like that's what. So in any case, yeah. So like, there's. He's going to get framed. It's a matter of trying to figure it out, I guess. Right. Um. So I, you know, that's that's that. That's really all that Hank and Ernie are up to, right? I mean, they're just yeah. They're just oh, except for the fact, which I think is weird, like they get back from this hunting trip, right? Which is just the oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> Nadine's scene. like, right? He or not Nadine, but um, Norma. Norma is like, uh, hey, thanks for coming back, whatever. Like, and it's like, and and Ernie's like, where's you know yeah. your mom so left. And, and norm's like yeah she left already like who does that like who just leave like that, was that doesn't scene, make any sense uh, that was a scene like i would uh there was oh boy i'm trying to get to it um just to, to remind myself but they like there was like a lot of like innuendo kind of like happening in that scene um i ernie ernie's ernie's breaking down at that scene though he's kind of i think realizing like He's not. He's in something a little deeper than maybe he wanted to be in. Yeah, and and I think Hank is now um, going back to being Hank, you know. And I and I, I feel like Norma's kind of seeing this now, you know. Like there was like this honeymoon period where when Hank got out of, you know, uh, jail and he was really, really doing well to like get into the good graces of Norma. And uh, I think we now see Hank just going back to business as usual 
you know. Yeah, well, I mean, he's in he's in charge now again. Like he he worked himself back into charge, and he's like, hey, listen, you know, we got product to move. You got to get moving. Yeah. Like, and yeah. this is I'm you know I'm running the show. He's running the show now. Yeah. He doesn't need yeah. Norma pretty much anymore. Um, who? Oh man, can, I know you're gonna bring about, up. I know you're gonna bring can up talk James. About James. <laughs> talk about James. I frankly, you know, I'm just gonna put it out there. I didn't mind this. I did not mind this James thing. <laughs> I didn't mind I it mean, at all. I, it's it's so it, the whole thing is like insane to me. Like, first of all, James, if you look at the way he rides a motorcycle, he's not a good motorcycle rider. Well, he's riding okay. straight down the yeah, middle of the lane. Yeah, right. He's super wobbly. Like he's not taking his turns very well. It's like. I mean, okay, and I can get past that because it's clearly just the show. But like, you're but James is supposed to be this like motorcycle dude, like this. I don't know, like. Right. And so what happens is James is just riding, man. He's just like gotta get, gotta out. get out of he's here. He's gotta get man. his feelings out, man. He's like doesn't know where he's gonna go, and he and so he he stops um, at a place. What is he? Um, I think it's like Willie's or something. It's yeah, just like this roadside. It's Wally's. It's this roadside kind of bar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Know, Wally's hideout and, or whatever. And he walks in. He walks in and he like there's nobody there except for this one woman who's at the bar. He, he saddles up next to the bar. And he just says, can I get a beer? And like this guy's like he's a guy's a high school. Right now. I, I don't yeah. think in 1990 it wasn't. We don't know when this actually takes place. We are assuming it's 1990, although there's lots of evidence that seems to indicate that maybe this is a different dimension right. or world or something like right. that in any case so we don't know you have to be 21 but he, james is clearly not 21 in this story and so like can i get a beer and of course the bartender's like yeah and he starts flirting with this woman at the bar the woman starts flirting with Evelyn, him to I be guess. fair okay it, 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 whatever like there's some flirting going on and i love how he's like uh she like She's like, hey, can you fix What happens is she, her car breaks down and she's she's married, but her husband, of course, is always out of town, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and she's clearly really putting on the charm. He's like, yeah, I'll go take a look at it. But he has to play the box first. Yeah, man. He's just going over the jukebox. He goes over to the jukebox, <laughs> plays his song, which we already know that like, we don't. The music that's actually we're hearing is not the music that they're hearing. Right. But he plays the song and he puts his head right on the, the music, the jukebox. Yeah, man, to, like, it's listen powerful, to it. dude. It's powerful. Oh, my God. And, and, and then what happens is he goes and, you know, he, like, uh, the car's broken, right? I mean, and well, what does he so do? Well, he fixes her, like, gives her car a jump. I, I forget exactly what happened, but he goes back, essentially, because she had been driving and kind of got ran off the road with her husband's car. And right. that car. Like a Jaguar. Yeah, it's back in back at her place, and... You know, he takes a look at it and he's like, yeah, I can I can probably. I mean, apparently it's a something that's going to take a couple of days. It's because, a big deal. It's a big job. Because he's yeah. like, yeah, I can fix it. And she's like, well, you can stay here like in the guest room or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, like it's it's one of these things where like the, like it's like log jamming. Like, you know, <laughs> you can see where it goes from here. And he's like, yeah. yeah, does he fix the cable? I mean, yeah, he fixes the car. He's going to fix the car. And it's but like the whole thing is like he's he says at one point he's like he's looking for. He's looking for somewhere to go, like like, she, or or she says like, where do you want to go? And he's like, it's not a place but a feeling. Right. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, are you serious, man? Like, ah. Uh. And and then it's like, 
the other thing is she is she's like over the top like hey you can fix the car right. you can have room and board and whatever else seems fair right you know i mean it's just do you think well, she's I mean, do you think she's bob i i, I mean i I mean, this came I, at I, me just because, like, she was in a car wreck, and I saw Bob was at the car. Like, there was a car wreck at Bob's, right? When, when oh, that's Bob, right. Was, that's now, interesting. I don't know you're if it's right. the same car, but certainly yeah. there was something there. I think you're at, you know what? That is a super great point. I did not actually see that or recognize that. That is. I don't know if it's the same. Man, Listen, I'm just putting point. that. I think I just saw that that had happened, right? So. I like that idea. I, I, I mean, I, and she, you know, this, you know, this is Bob, because we said Bob could be in a, you know, he's trying to get Laura, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's acting like cool and you know, collected like Bob does. Maybe I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Like she's in a red dress. You know, I don't know. I was like, I was just thinking like g- this is a good way to get James or to to have Bob still be somewhere in here because like. I can't figure out where Bob would be after this. You know what I'm saying? Like, where would he come back Me in? Me neither. Except I mean, if he goes this... away, like James' storyline could be that. I, I mean, I like that. I, I like it uh, simply because it adds, we're starting to get back into the supernatural type thing, which is the interesting part about Twin Peaks. Like, the interesting thing about Twin Peaks is not that James is moody, right? right. The, the interesting thing about James or, or Twin Peaks is that there's these spirits or something in the woods that seemed to have this control over this town. And we start um, to see that, right? Because the major, the white lodge issue. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. white, yeah. The white lodge. And yeah, the thing with the white lodge, it, Hawk says something about like his people believe in the white lodge. It, right. I did not look this up. I don't know I didn't look what um, nation or indigenous group that, that Hawk belongs to or, so I, I I have a problem with him just being like, oh, yeah, our belief system is a White Lodge. I don't know about that. That kind of rubs me the wrong way. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I took it as the – I mean, I fully believe – and this could be completely wrong, so I may be sticking my foot in my mouth. But I kind of fully believe when I was – when, when I heard about this White Lodge concept, I'm fully thinking this is a David Lynch concept or a david lynch yeah. idea or he's taking it from he's he's taking it from other types of maybe religions or uh beliefs or spiritual systems and he's he's making it his own white lodge just like that red lodge or whatever they were calling it that red room, red room type thing yeah, recurrence you know and and so what there's a red lodge or there's a white lodge and a black lodge apparently the black lodge of course is where bob is or or right. you have to pass through this uh this black lodge and if you have any you know, issues or any evil in you, it's going to be bad news. Right. Um, and so the, the, what happened was, so, so, you know, Cooper and the major go for on a fishing trip for steelheads. Um, with their, gets a nice fly green, from Harry. The, yeah. The green eyed, what is it? The green butted, uh, green eyed, like skunk, something skunk, green, like, uh, skunk. Re- green. Yeah. And, uh, I, I expect that. I expect that's going to come back. Yeah, I ex- that's I what I thought too. I, I mean, it just seemed it seems too important. Like, so I, I expect that's going to come back at some point. But in any case, they go to, on this fishing trip. They're sitting by the fire, you know, eating marshmallows and, um, and you know, just talking like just you talking. do, like when you do when you're in the woods. You know, you're just talking about things, 
And uh, that's when the issue of this White Lodge comes up. Now, I think it's unique in the fact that the major didn't get to talk about or finish his conversation because Cooper has to go pee, right? right? Um, now, there is a shot of a POV in the woods, like a point of view in the woods, and I wasn't sure if that was Bob. Yeah, but I I felt the same thing when I saw that. Um, yeah. But Bob... But this is something that hap- seems to happen to the major. Like this is not the first time. Right. His wife is like, whatever. He's gonna come. He disappears. He comes back. So, I don't yeah. feel like it's a Bob thing that you know. I mean, but the owls were there. You fair, know what I mean? Like fair. there were there were a lot of owls. In fact, like there were more owls hooting and and how you know Cooper goes to pee and then there's all these owls that start hooting and howling or I guess they don't howl they're just hooting right. there's all these hooting owls and when what's surprising is Cooper doesn't seem to recognize this as a problem right. you know and he comes back he sees this bright light and he's looking for the major major's gone so who knows it, do you think this is like uh, aliens or do you think this is some supernatural thing well listen I'm thinking aliens I think it's aliens too. the only reason I think it's aliens is is because of tied to real life events like owls are always seen we're not always seen. yeah there are owls always associated this is you know in real life owls are associated with like sightings of unidentified UFOs. flying objects yeah. right so yeah um so and the major works for us like a space yes. age or he looks into the stars that's what he does and he has things he can't necessarily tell people um so yeah so i think is is this some sort of alien connection? Uh, yeah, that's doesn't that would not surprise me at all. Um, but what does it have to do with the White Lodge? I don't know. I don't know. Either. You know what I mean? Because the major's the one talking to him. The major, the scientific dude, who's maybe in communications with aliens. We don't know. But he's now talking about this White Lodge issue. Uh, we and we don't really learn anything about it because you know Hawk says, yeah, this is what it's like in my people, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what it is. You know? Right. I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll, just, we'll have to see. Um, I did l- really like this the scene with Ben Horn, like, watching old movies. Like, I love seeing Ben Horn and Jerry as, like, kids, man. Um, yeah, yeah. That was just a great little scene of... You know what I thought was really great? The f- he does um, puppet animals, like hand puppets. Yeah. On the who does that anymore? Right? Because everything's like no one uses projectors, right? Well, to be fair, like if you ha- like, I have I I use projectors, right? Not not like film projectors, but projector projector. Mm-hmm. People love putting their hands in front of the thing and making making animals. Okay. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. but it's a kid, but okay. not adults. Kids do that, right? 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 So, right. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is him kind of going back to. Being a kid, doing the shadow, the shadow thing. Puppets, I, yeah. I thought it was. I thought. I thought it was fun. Um, and uh, you know, and also, uh, like Ben is like in a bad place right now. Oh yeah, you know, he's all his lost. deals fell he's through. Everything. <laughs> Hank, Hank is like, hey, I don't work for you anymore. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he's lost. He's lost everything. Which is, um, I wonder if he and, well, I don't know what's going to happen to him. You know, because Catherine, even you say, well, maybe Catherine and him. But Catherine now has a whole thing where, yeah, a really kind of a bad it's relationship. Definitely like, cringy. Not, There's some cringe. Yeah. There's a lot of cringe in this episode, but this becomes cringy where she's like, 
okay, now you work for me and you're going to do whatever I tell you to do. Basically indentured servant. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yes. it's not great. Not and great the power all. structure there is not great, especially when you include like the racial aspect yes, of it. I mean, it's not good. Not, it's not huge. But the big reveal is that we find out Andrew Packard is not dead. Yes. So, um, yeah, and they've got plans. So Catherine. This is a um, whole, I mean, this was a whole thing before even the first episode where this 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 double cross was happening even before yeah. the, you know, during the first episode. Right. Yeah. So not first episode, but I mean, first season. So, um, yeah, we're bringing it all bringing it all back. So, and what the plan is to get. The guy in Hong Kong, right? Whoever yes. the Hong Kong They're person is. I can't the, remember the what. Top. They're not interested in, in Josie, so to speak. They they yeah. want the, the top guy. I forget what that guy's name is um, as well. I can't remember his name. I don't remember what his name was. We, but, I mean, and there's some there's some issue there with Josie. And, you know, he and jo- Josie and uh, Josie lets Harry know. Um, oh, is it like Thomas Eckert or something? Yeah, like, uh, Eckert sounds about right. Something like that. Anyway, so, you know, Josie kind of lets Harry know. Now, I can't see that Harry is going to let it stand that I can't, you know, the fact that Pete, Pete is still there. Like, he's going to let this stand. Like, we've already know that Pete's in love with Josie, right? Yeah, but I think Pete was always like, listen, we knew that from the very beginning when he asked her out on a fishing trip or whatever. Like, we knew there was a little thing going there. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with because Pete. You know, he Pete realized something when Catherine was gone that he actually really was still in love with Catherine. So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out. And I don't think Pete's going to start like trying to get Harry's, you know, love interest here. I don't think that's going to play out. I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. I mean, it's all again, like. Here's the thing with this, these two episodes. I'm not too interested in what happens. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what? Okay, Catherine double crosses some dude in Hong Kong with with Andrew Packard, who we don't even know. Like, right. okay, uh, is that interesting? I don't know. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. We go from like we go from being like really invested to like a bunch of things and a bunch of characters and a situation to now all of a sudden these new directions where Mm -hmm. characters we may not have been invested in before are all of a sudden like in the spotlight. Right. So it's, we, we have to at least have an episode or two where we shift our mindset a little bit and think like, okay, once it's a funeral and a wedding, right? So there's a funeral that happens to say goodbye to the old like storyline and a wedding that says like, okay, we're getting a new thing happening. Yeah, and I get that, and that's I'm trying to be generous, and and I went through like once I once you figure that out, and you kind of figure that out in the first couple minutes of the first of you know of episode uh, ten or whatever, it's like okay, well I'm you're gonna need like a grace period, so because they need to now reestablish yeah. and make sure, and there's a lot of exposition that goes on. Yeah, I mean so much exposition that's going on between the characters just to be like, hey, here's what's gonna happen now. You know, like here's 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 all the seeds that we're planting in this, uh, you know, this field. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll see what grows Um, right now. I'm not super excited about any of the 
produce that we're going to get out of this field. I mean, we'll see. There's, who knows? You know, I think we still have this interesting thing with the White Lodge. Like, that's going to play out. That might be interesting. We yeah. still have, we still have um, Cooper and his partner playing chess, right? There's still that dynamic. That's interesting. That's happening. C- Cooper's being framed right now. Like that's the, he's actively being framed. Yeah, that's. You know, so. I guess that's. I'm more interested in the this the supernatural phenomenon that are happening. Like that's interesting <laughs> to me. You know, I and I James. I think that might be interesting where that leads. Uh, to be, I know you're you can't stand it, but I think that might be interesting. Um, everything else is like seems like it's like you know white collar crime business transactions that are happening, yeah. which you know administrative stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. There's a lot of administrative stuff happening. All right. So um, is there anything yeah, else besides time. like the elephant <laughs> in the room? Uh, no, I don't, I don't have. I'm looking through. Let me quick make my through my notes. Uh, definitely the the um, uh, chess pieces coming again. Um, that's interesting. That's cool. That, I think that's it, man. I think that's all I really wrote down as far as cool stuff happening. I mean, I will say this: I am kind like, I am, I am kind of, uh, I, I don't know what to say. Maybe surprised, but also like um, intrigued that they made the decision to say like we're actually going to punish a character for doing something, even though the it was heroic that he did, and like he did everything, like. There, the the series decided, hey, Cooper, even though he did what he was supposed to do, he was being the hero. You know, we all are backing Cooper. We like Cooper a lot. He did some things. He in the end, he he got the job done. But I do like, and maybe this is the government side of me. Yeah. I do like the fact that it's like, hey, man, there are consequences. No, I like right? that too. You did a whole bunch of things. You did a whole bunch of things that you weren't supposed to do. Two people died. And now guess what? Two people died. Yeah, two people. That's right. Uh, and so now there's going to be consequences. We're going to look into it. Yeah. There's at the very least an IG investigation into this. Like that's what needs to be done. And so, you know, I like the OIG coming and I like them looking into this whole thing. And um, so I, 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 you know, that that administrative stuff is kind of interesting. And I'm kind of glad to see that it's that they're doing it. Right. That there are consequences. Uh, all right. That, and that's all I basically have. Part of those consequences is, is of course, getting the DEA involved. Right, because there are drugs and there's drugs involved, and we get introduced to a new uh, character, um, Denise. Denise, yeah. And I don't really even know what to say about uh, Denise as a character. Uh, it's really put me in a hard spot. Yeah, I mean, so, um, so this is the so I I I, I I'm I'm gonna start with like. I don't want to say defending the show or the choice, but what I'll say is this is the nineties. And at this time, this is, this is progressive for the time where somebody can come in and Cooper can, and Cooper accepts immediately. There is nothing where Cooper is like not accepting of this or, you know, dead naming or anything like that. Whereas the people around him are, but that is, does not surprise me for the time period. No, me neither. And, I'm disappointed and, with and, Hawk that is not accepting of this as, as much, yeah. right? I would and, have thought that Harry he would have been is, more accepting. Harry, I get it. Yeah, you know, um, Hawk was disappointing. Uh, you know, what's I, I'm going to go and say the same thing as you as far as if they were like, yeah, we want to put in characters 
um, that are not normally represented in TV shows in the 90s. And if that means putting someone who's transgender on TV, we're going to do it. Like, I like that choice. I, I don't know if I like the execution of it. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like, so, I think there's a difference there. So here's, here is your film uh, assignment, um, everybody. There's a documentary on Netflix called um, Disclosure. Okay. Which is basically about um, Hollywood and um, their, their representation of trans people. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like people who are men who are putting on women's clothing to get a laugh, right? We have t- we have mm-hmm. lots of Bob Hope, right? Um, right. Lots of stuff that uh, where that comes from. Um, uh, up until there's this interesting fact: Dog Day Afternoon is one of my favorite films. Dog, do you know? Have you ever seen Dog Day Afternoon? I've not seen. Well, it. that's your second. Is that the one where he's like uh, Attica? Attica. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, so oh, Attica, right? right. Attica. Is that Attica? Yeah. Okay. Dog okay. Day Afternoon uh, is based on a true story, where um, uh, uh, Sonny, I believe the guy's name is Sonny, um, Al Pacino, his character. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not a character. It's who he portrays, and it's the real life person. But like he's playing this person. Um, he robs a bank in order to get money for his partner, his friend's slash lover, um, sex operation, sex change operation. Mm-hmm. So it's a trans yeah. person, and um, the movie actually originally cast a trans female, right, mm-hmm. um, to play this role, right? So, um, but they they did not go through with that, and they actually hired somebody who was not trans to play the role, yeah. right? So a male who dressed up as a woman to play this role. Yeah. Because they thought that the original trans person who they had hired, the, ac- the actress who they hired... Um, was too attractive to play that role. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, so I, they, yeah. they hired somebody who wasn't trans. Now, this is a problem in, um, you know, hiring some, because there are trans actors and actresses out there. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah, reason absolutely. why you cannot hire a trans person to play a trans person, right? Yes. So, yes, so part of that problem is that we have David Duchovny, playing yeah. this character David Duchovny is not trans so immediately we have a problem there with that yeah 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 I I, I, I totally agree so I mean, go watch but, Disclosure but I, it's an interesting look at okay. um, how Hollywood specifically has dealt with um, but I, you know it's not just the trans issue there, there's all sorts of like even with uh, mental illness like if you're looking at like uh, Rain Man like Forrest Gump I mean you don't have to look too far to see like sure. uh there's some other movies that like well there was a there was a stereotype wasn't there a stereotype like if you play somebody who has an intellectual disability like your oscar well, so I that mean, was like, there there's a movie ben stiller did um where where what's his face did um blackface what is that movie called tropic tropic thunder, thunder. have you seen tropic thunder yeah I have not Maybe it's the next movie. one to watch. It's not a great movie, but what the movie is intentionally looking at that specific aspect of Hollywood yeah. casting. 
Yeah. Right. And where it's like they're perfectly good, even excellent actors who have the skin color that you want. Right. Instead, or they exhibit the or traits, the traits or the right. race yeah. or whatever right. it is. Right. Yeah. And instead you hire somebody and then manipulate their trait, their own traits to represent somebody else's traits. Right. Yeah. That's, that yeah. happens all the time. And, and Disclosure kind of talks about that. But it's it, um, Tropic Thunder definitely talks about that, although it's done as like satire. Um, right. And if you don't understand that, then certainly it's it's problematic. Um, I, it's problematic anyway because I'm not a huge Ben Stiller like movie fan, I guess. So I didn't <laughs> think it was as funny as like maybe other people right. thought it was funny. But I did appreciate right. that commentary throughout the whole f- the film. But well, the the other it, thing that it, I would just want to say also yeah. with with De- Denise is is there seems to be a black and white kind of thing of like oh I put on women's clothing which means yeah. I'm trans. That's not true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah, yeah. De- Here's another film you want to watch. Um, the there's two films that were made. Mer- Mer- Merwin Call. Merwin Call with uh, that the Hollywood Merwin Call, Call is certainly thing. But there's a documentary about this guy. Mm-hmm. And again, I forget his name off the top of my head. I show it in my my photography class. There's a documentary about a guy. He's he's uh, male. He's a male, right? He's attracted to females, right? But he likes to wear his women's clothing. Right. Yeah. So he just that, that's yeah. his preference. So yeah. I, but he's not trans. Right. So like right. you have to be careful in this one specifically. He says David Duchovny playing this character, Denise, says um, that she became trans. She be, she became a, a woman because she had an assignment where he had to dre- cross dress, essentially. Right. And found out right. he liked it. That's yeah. not that's not how it, 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 and what's the problematic thing for me is like, oh, all of a sudden you have a choice now. Right. Oh, that's just a choice. I like this. So I'm going to be it. Whereas if I think after watching Disclosure, I think you could make the argument where they people who are trans do feel like they do not have a choice that they they just feel I, I, like I I'm going to be a than, woman I don't now. think you. It's like, right. I don't think you have to make that argument. I think that is what it is. Yeah, I mean, so, like that's, it's, so that's, what's, that's what really bugged me with this specific. Okay. It's like I was in it. Okay. The nineties He Okay. This is progressive. I'm going to like see where it goes. But then when he tells his essentially origin story. Yeah. Yeah. I, am, I was disappointed with that. I almost feel like there were some like notes, like to so the network notes is like, Hey, you have to explain why this is happening and you can't get too political or whatever like like i feel like those those are just some notes that some somebody at the network because this was like abc was this abc or cbs i mean this wasn't like i mean but i just feel like that's a network note like oh you have to explain why you know but i feel like okay yeah um it's okay if you like rape underage girls and show brutal (laughs) like beatings and murders but um, if someone use like teenage drug yeah. use and like yeah, yeah. and uh, but if someone is um, trans, well, we got to explain that in a way that is um, I don't know politically correct. I, I mean, I mean, I don't even know. I really do wonder how many, how much like Mark Frost and um, David Lynch had control over these, like 
you know, like we, I've when we've been watching, we've been seeing who's directing and who's written, who's writing it. No longer do write uh, under writing and directing does either David Lynch or Mark Frost come up. They're they're come up as executive producers, but they're not coming up as either in the you know who wrote it or who directed it. And so I do wonder a little bit about how much control those two. And, and, and I mean, they're the ones that are. I mean, it's their vision. Right. Right. Um, and I'm wondering how much they're moving out of the picture. The, the, they're being replaced by the network, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In any case, like the, the biggest issue for me is like David Duchovny is not going anywhere. No, you know what I mean? Like this around. isn't going to be a this is not going to be a character that's just in for like a few episodes and then leaves. He's going to be and and and, and it's going to be interesting to see what I don't know. I mean, if there's a lot of problems. Here, I mean, maybe those so. again, like maybe those problems start to be addressed in a way that's for the 90s progressive enough. Like we get we can't like if this was made today, no way Right. Like there would. Right. There's an, yeah. There's obviously enough trans actors that you could you could easily get. Like, and again, there I were mean, trans actors back when this was made in the 90s. That's, well, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, that's fair. That's fair. But certainly stigmas in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Thoughts about a very being very binary is different now. Right. You have more fluidity. So yeah. I think nowadays this would be very I'm hoping Nowadays, this would be very different. But I do. I want to stress that I think you and I are both not saying that it's it's okay because it was the '90s. It's still a problem. But what we're looking at is saying we like we're coming from a point of view of like we can see why it occurred in the way it occurred. Not that it was right. Right. We're just saying it occurred that way. Right. And we we already kind of broached the subject with the way that Catherine dressed up and acted. Oh yeah. Right. I didn't know it was going to get worse. I mean, worse or bad. I mean, I, I don't even know. It got it's worse. It's still bad. It's just all bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's all bad. It's all that's right. It's all bad. So I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. It's interesting. I think we're at a place where definitely I can see some people being like, OK, I'm not re- yeah. like I'm I was there for the funeral. I'm not ready yeah. for the wedding and ready to, yeah. to move on to something new. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I am ready because I am, um, I, you know, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that these two episodes now have kind of set the scene. And now for episode 12, 13, we can start getting into some real, um, you know, what are the consequences of all this kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, and back, back, for me, back to the supernatural. That's what I'm in here. Yeah, I I. It's got to. They they set it up for us. There's a white lodge and a black lodge. Right. What is all this about? Exactly. You know, the major's gone. Like, that needs to be resolved. That's what I'm interested in seeing. All right. That's the shotcast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold tight. <laughs>